Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to today's art new podcast. Who have you got to today's podcast? So I'm Chris Gomez-Mifal and uh, I lead the AI ZOLS um, uh, startup Lunchpad where we have Promptify, Focal Studio and another, uh, well, a new new startup coming our way, all in AI. Yeah. So we're basically, yeah. Now you spent about 15 years in AI, so tell us a bit about your background in that. Yeah, so I started AI um, while I was working in cybersecurity. It was back in 2007, so more than 16 years now. So yeah. AI is a new thing for me. I know it's getting trendy right now, but I've been working on that for quite some time. And uh, in 2016, I started a, a cybersecurity company and uh, I sold this company last year. Um, and uh, after that, I decided to only focus on AI project and AI startup. Well, to me, AI is the uh, is right now is probably what's the most current topic at the moment in tech is AI. It, last year was the metaverse. Now it's all yeah. AI, and I think AI is going to be the future. Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a, a lot of change um, coming our way. The way we live, the the way we work, uh, the way we communicate with uh, each others. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, a new a, a new type of society you know will emerge from from this technology progress. Yeah, because I remember years ago, back in two thousand and eleven, I got an iPhone 4S and that had Siri on it, and Siri was one of the first uh, early uh, versions of AI. And when that came out, that was great. And then about two months or so ago, I got a new iPhone, uh, Apple Watch Nine. And Siri's built in the watch, whereas before Siri was put from, from, from the cloud, more than now is built into the watch. So AI has come along leaps and bounds. Oh, yeah. Well, now we have done like a, a lot of impressive progress in terms of generative AI. Uh, it can be text, audio, even music. And tomorrow, uh, even long movie, I think uh, the way we create and consume media will, will change drastically. Well, that's changed. I can remember about 30 years ago, I saw there was a picture of a 30-year-old journalist 30 years ago, and he had a he had a, a audio recorder, he had a video camera, he had a camera and everything, and a notepad. Nowadays, all he's got is just a, just a smartphone or a tablet that does all that. And AI has been a huge part of that, because when he's doing stuff, you can get AI to look up the, from, like, you might say, hey, sir, or Bixby, whatever you use, or Cortana, uh, give me the information, which is great. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, definitely uh, uh, something that we're going to see is that AI will be everywhere in your fridge, uh, in yeah. your dishwasher, in your washing machine, in your watch, um, in your car. That's probably the case for most car now. So um, I don't think any single part of our life will not include AI somehow at some point. Well, it's like. About 12 years ago, I did a postgraduate diploma in cloud computing, 
And that point to that computing wasn't what it is then. People didn't know what it was. But as everyone was getting a smartphone, which we all have now, they were coming to being then. Everyone thought, smartphone, it's, it's, it's power basic about black computing. And then, and then we had it in the back pocket. Suddenly we forgot we're using it. And AI is coming like that way as well. Because when I first had the course, Siri was coming in, and then other things came in since then. Since then, now, all the technology we're using has got AI built into it. So we're not, we're not really letting it's there. It's ubiquitous. Yeah, absolutely. Say if you go, go and get one of the smart fridges, it's got built in AI. Like, it, it, it can tell, for example, open a fridge, it goes, Oh, you, you're out of milk or orange juice or something. It will know how to go and reorder stuff for you at your mm. supermarket, which is which to me is great, and it does all that. Yeah, I think uh, the way AI will impact society, I think th there's a lot of fear on, you know, what what it means for, you know, the job market. Yeah. Uh, whether it's going to contribute to layoff. Uh, and uh, certainly, you know, you will see some some changes. I think the the automation um, is allowing, you know, to uh, get rid of all repetitive tasks um, and to do the jobs faster. Yeah. Um, so, you know, companies will definitely replace human workers with this machine, um, and, and that will result in in, in layoff. But um, I also believe that it will create new jobs. So, um, like every change, you're going to have, you know, winner and losers. Yeah. Um, so I think this is what's, what's coming. Well, for me, I look at it, there's certain things humans can do best that AI can't do and vice versa. So why not have the best of both worlds? Have the AI do what does best, have humans do what they do best? Because at the moment, AI isn't sentient in the moment it, it, it doesn't know what's good or what's bad unless it's programmed by a person to act the way they do so you want basically someone to have basically feeling and empathy and right now AI hasn't got that yet yeah there's a lot of research um a lot of research uh, done um how to make the ai sentient and the the interesting part is that the scientists and computer scientists are using uh, the human anatomy and using how our brain works and operates to somehow digitalize the same features yeah. and functions. So when it comes to um, what's good and what's bad, you have um, Meta or Facebook um, you have Jan Lequin, he's the sort of, uh, I would say, father of AI. Yeah. He invented deep learning back in the 80s, um, and he's now leading the AI research for Meta. Um, and he's coming up with a very interesting new framework, where um, in this framework, there's some, some level of knowledge, common knowledge, called the world's view. And this is where you can sort of define what are the ethics or the ethical rules that you want uh, the AI to, to operate uh, on and, and, and with. Um, so when you realize that, okay, we're going to be able to define what's good and what's bad, and this in model of the worldview, there's definitely like a need for transparency, right? Yeah. Because you know, what's good and bad, it's always a perspective. And people should be able to choose, um, you know, the worldview that fit their 
principle and values. And I think, you know, that that's the scary thing. If it, it's only private, if we only have private companies operating AI, not being closed source, we won't be able to assess or evaluate, you know, the, the ethics and values of an AI. And therefore, you know, we could, we could use AI that won't match, you know, our, our, our values. And I think this is a big risk. So, so this is where, you know, private organization, but also government really need to work together um, because we cannot miss this turn else we're going to see, you know, some really bad thing happening. Well, I think like years ago, Isaac Asimov wrote at the roots of robotics and assuming, I think something similar should be done for AI. So that everyone who's involved in AI has to follow these, ex these exact set rules. And if anyone deviates from those rules, we then know that that person or company cannot be trusted with their AI capabilities because we don't know what's going, what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely, uh, 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 you know, I think it's, it's a very burning issue that I, yeah, I believe that we're not addressing fast enough. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, what, what's the new development. I think Europe is trying to lead the way in terms of regulation and transparency, but the problem is that Europe is often, you know, not business-centric enough, yeah. so the, the the regulation might undermine the competitiveness of Europe. Um, and I think maybe U.S., you know, is on the other extreme. Um, so it's going to be, you know, interesting to see uh, sort of who's coming up with the best policy and framework, you know, to, to, to operate AI, to develop AI, and to operate AI. You know, there's a, I was discussing with a friend uh, last week, uh, he has a AI startup and I was asking him, like, do you think we should have a development license the same way you have a driving license yeah. to build AI or to even use AI? I mean, it's, uh, it sounds a bit stupid, but I, I do believe that, you know, there's some, some, some real question around this. Like, uh, can you, can anyone build AI, um, if you don't comply with a certain framework or standard or um, agree with, you know, uh, commonly accepted values. But to me, it's like, basically, who in the world can have nuclear, nuclear weapons? How can they yeah. be used? And, and to me, AI is a bit like that because AI, well, the multi nuclear weapons have, has more or less stopped the world from mutual destruction, which is good. And AI can be, AI can, can be a good thing. But also in the wrong hands, it can be a bad thing. And how do you make sure it doesn't get in the wrong hands? Yeah. Now, I think uh, there's a lot of controversy, um, you know, around this, this topic where AI can become the next Skynet or, yeah. you know, like a threat. Um, personally, you know, I think that it's not going to happen, uh, you know, tomorrow. But... Honestly, like given the progress and also bear in mind that not only we have seen huge progress, but the progress is accelerating. Yeah. Not, we, we're not following like a linear progression of technology. It's actually exponential. Yeah. And um, the tool that we're building, like the AI capabilities that we're building, allow us to be one million times more creative and productive. Um, 
So we're going to start to see the real impact on the economy and, and you know, even like the, the, the political aspect of oh, the, the politics and, and, and uh, yeah, politics and economy will be deeply impacted by, by AI. And I think we're going to start to see that in two or three years down the road. Not that as new Skynet will come by, you know, two or three years, no. but if you think 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road, you know, could we have, uh, for instance, uh, a nation that decided to develop, you know, uh, a malicious AI yeah. to carry cyber attack or to um, spread well, you know, fake news or misinformation? Uh, honestly, like we're not that far. If you look at what uh, some countries are doing in the Middle East, I'm not gonna yeah. mention any. There is definitely an interest, you know, in uh, in using AI for um, propaganda or uh, just you know brainwash uh, people's brain with with fake information just to support their cause. And I think, you know, while in the US or Europe we may have a responsible AI, I'm not hundred percent convinced, given the you know current. Uh, political tension yeah. and military that we see. I'm not sure that we're going to have only wise country adopting like a, a safe policy regarding AI. I think we're going to see, you know, some nation the same way we have seen some nation developing nuclear weapon, um, you know, uh, in, in, a, in a, I would say, in a warring way. Yeah. Um, so that's what, you know, we, we, we need to watch, like, what are, what are the, you know, smaller country uh, do with AI that could yeah. you know, represent a threat for us. Also, what scares me is I used to see get ads all the time, uh, ads on uh, on maybe from Google or somebody else whenever on a website, and they would say this certain person who is famous has got cryptocurrencies. They bought this product and he gave them cryptocurrency, and that was a government for a while. Now you get those ads, and now with deep tech videos of Elon Musk speaking. And he's got his, his voice saying, oh, this product is great. And he's interviewed by somebody you might know from a famous American TV station. And we're interviewing him and they change the voices. But the, the way they speak matches what they're saying. And that to me is, is how scary AI is becoming. You're getting deep fakes. And also, you're going to get more so when it comes to politics in elections. Have deep fit videos of, say, something like George, uh, like, like Donald Trump or, or maybe Joe Biden saying something, but they didn't say. But the video says that, and of course, that's then shared worldwide. That's scary. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good point. I think that we also going to start to see um, a new form of social media. Yeah. Whether it's going to be like an emerging social uh, media platform or an existing one. But... Um, it's it, You know, thinking about like deep fake and... and you know, the fact that you can have Biden or Trump saying whatever you want them to say, just using like a simple software, I think it's scary. But what it means also is that we need to have a platform that will have some of official AI avatar. Well, when I say like AI avatar is like my digital reputation yeah. and would just act uh, and, and speak on my behalf in a controlled manner and also will certify, you know, some level of information. And I think somehow, you know, this social media will become like the golden uh, source, you yeah. know, for truth uh, or, or genuine information. 
I think I, I, it's very interesting because you see that you know the, the the press, the media, and social media actually have a common interest yeah. in um, sort of trusting um, either an individual or its digital copy, which we're going to see more and more. Um, uh, you know, trusted, and, and I believe that in the future we're going to have, you know, uh, people that will converse with this old copy of, you know, yeah. famous actor, singer, politician, um, just to 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 get information, uh, and that's going to be you know quite interesting. Yeah, and to me, what I find interesting about that is, you're going to have to make sure that people get education, so they know what real and what's fake. Because right now, no one has been educated properly. To know what what's real and what's fake and what damage AI can do and what good it can be, so if you educate them well, you, they can go, oh, that's a deep fake. That's not what Joe Biden or Donald Trump said, or they might go, oh yeah, that is what they said. We know it's true. So as long as they're educated, that's that's a start. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a uh, there's interesting uh, um, research made, you know, around uh, trusting information, and I believe that we may have. A solution in the future, you know, combining AI, information, and blockchain. Yeah. Uh, you know that that could be one mechanism of having sort of a a trusted, transparent uh, source of information. But um, while I see the technology capabilities, you know, for this problem, I don't necessarily see, you know, a group of people or a company or even like government to push for such innovation and uh, uh, I think we are we, we could have that you know quite quickly yeah. from a technical standpoint but I, I, I believe from an adoption perspective I don't see any you know leadership around that and and I believe that you know it's going to take a decade if not more uh, before we can see you know such technology emerging to 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 trust information and avoid deep fake. Well, you got to think, how long can it take people to adapt to, to the cloud of the business? If you're a business, how long can it take you to adapt to going in the cloud and using it day in, day yeah. out? And it took people quite a while. And I think that's the same with AI. It'll take them a while, same time, type of, 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 of time it took to do that, to adapt to, to AI and use it. And also, you mentioned blockchain. I think blockchain, it, when they use blockchain with AI, you're guaranteeing that, that it can't be compromised, which is great. Because blockchain is very, very secure and robust. Absolutely, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be done. Um, and, you know, that's the beauty of it. It's like all these new tools, new solutions, um, they will give so many new jobs. Um, yeah. And uh, tech company definitely have a big role to play in there. And I think for the non-tech company, there is... You, you know, like business owners, shareholders and employees really have to think, okay, how can I make AI an asset rather than a threat or a liability? Um, I think the, the, the faster, you know, people in any type of employee actually learn to use AI are the advantage, you know, will build a strong competitive edge. Um, you know, to to stay relevant on the um, on the job market. Unfortunately, you know, if you if you look at history, this is not what what, what happened for most people. Yeah, most people are rejecting. You know, are afraid of the change. Are uh, 
rejecting, you know, the adoption of certain technology or uh, don't have the motivation to learn new things. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's really like a, usually like an 80-20%. You have 80% of people that will yeah, just... Yeah, the rule, yeah. And, and the 20% that will just, you know, say that, embrace it. Yeah. Um, and the big winners will be these 20%. Well, for me, what I find funny is that you get people who want to, who who are used to doing a thing a certain way and don't want to change. And I want to change because oh, I've done this. Way. I'm I'm used to doing this way. Like I, I used to work with a guy, and he used to he used to use out like two thousands. And when we're moving up, going no no, I'm happy with that. I know how it works. I don't want to change to to like two thousand and three. This is about twenty years ago. I don't want to change to the latest version because what I have, I know it works for me, and I don't want to have to go and relearn. You're going to get that scenario where the 20% are the ones who are willing to go and think, yeah, if I want to stay in my job and I have to relearn and upskill, 80% think, well, no, no, I'll stay with them. They're not going to fire me. They have, um, they'll let me do what I'm doing. Even though they're, they're not realising that, actually, if you, if you don't change and die, it'd be, it'd be like Darwinism. You've got to adapt or you're going to gone. You're going to be gone. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you, you we're going to see organization and enterprise that will you know adopt ai very quickly and they will be again like the big winner and you will have organization that you know will tend to delay uh, um and and i i think you're gonna see a big reshuffling in terms of yeah. value creation and even market cap if you look at the the, uh, the s p 500 i believe that you know as an investor, if you look at uh, how much investment any company are making around AI, and then you sort of, you know, list, I mean, prioritize this AI company, you, you will see them. I mean, I think you should see like a much higher value creation, um, you know, 10 years down the road. Um, and, uh, you know, people, some people will re reject AI, as we just said, but also some organization and company will re reject AI, right? It's yeah. not going to be, I mean, it's so, so, so you're going to have a big winner and loser on the corporate side, but also for individuals. Um, and that posed the question like, well, okay. Does it mean that we're going to have a workforce that becomes quickly irrelevant and yeah. become like a burden for society? What, what does it mean, you know, for the GDP? Um, Will it affect positively or negatively? I mean, it's not even obvious. Um, but what is obvious is that if you have people that, uh, you know, are not relevant on the job market, that will create uh, a new class of, of poverty. You will have people that are skills and have experience and can, you know, had a job that will be out of job and, um, and and uh, how society you know will 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 deal with that. Uh, so I know that there's a lot of discussion around UBI, universal basic income. I think Elon Musk, you know, was advocating for yeah. for, for it. Um, I'm a bit skeptical, uh, and you know, bear in mind that I'm French, so yeah. I know because I know what it does. You know, to give free money to people, uh, it's helping. But sometimes it's not helping. Yeah. Um, so we have to be, I think, very, very cautious. Um, I believe that um, 
government can can definitely give money to people, but people needs to do something in return for society. And, and I think this is where you know we have this question mark and gap. You know what can what 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 can they do? Um, maybe uh, they can you know take care of uh, kids, or maybe they can take care of elderly. Yeah. Maybe they can help to you know do uh, some cleaning or recycling or. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things that I, I think uh, you know technology will will so somehow um, yeah really disrupt uh, yeah. as every every uh, meaning uh, I mean every type of uh, disruption you can imagine like you know for people for technology for processes uh, it's gonna be. A very interesting time, and I believe that politics have a big role to play there. Uh, I'm not necessarily see like an amazing leadership, you know, both from Europe and the US, to you know, to to be at the forefront of this uh, uh, societal change. Well, so, I think maybe they don't know where it's going yet, and until you until they know where it's going or what damage it can do. They're not going to get involved. If they went and did a study on this and, and then somebody came out and said to them, this is what AI will be like in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time, what it can be like, what it can do, what it can't do, you then have an idea of how to build laws around that. Because at the moment, you're probably thinking, oh, well, I've seen it in the movie years ago in Hollywood, I've seen this and that. And you're thinking, yes, that could happen. But unless you actually go and think about it and, and do a study into this, you won't know. You, you can't base everything on that. Like basically, if you if you base uh, everything on a Hollywood movie, you're going to assume that every bad guy is always an English actor. There's always English playing a bad guy in Hollywood movies, and you all think, yeah. So the English guy is a baddie, never somebody else. And they, and they got to realize that in in, in uh, unless you do your research and thoroughly, you won't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, it's uh, absolutely, and it makes me think. I mean, it's more like a dystopian yeah. future. But I mean, there's a question is, does AI will be part of the politics as well? Like, is it possible that in 30 years, we're going to elect an AI, you know, brain? Of course, we know with real people behind, but, you know, would it make sense to delegate, you know, some of the decision making and, and, you know, policy changes to AI because they can run like a million simulation yeah. and then find best compromise. So I think, I mean, it's 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 quite entertaining. You know, and things it's like uh, when you think about it, it's really sci-fi, even Black Mirror type yeah. of scenario. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. But as I said, you know, maybe in thirty years, this is what we're going to have. So. You know, AI will be part of any type. I mean, every aspect of society, you know, will be impacted. Um, and I think we can rely on, you know, people that are creative. Like, if, if you look at the movie maker or the TV show producer, they recently came up with, you know, very interesting stuff uh, from a technology perspective. So, of course, it's always a bit dystopian. Yeah. But uh, I believe that you know, the, the cinema and TV shows can sort of like, you know, evaluate what are the possible scenario. And of course, um, 
evaluate you know what's the likelihood of each, each scenario but at least we have you know some really creative people out there and i think that we shouldn't dismiss you know the the yeah. the the the, the, the their view on the possible future. But I can see in 30 years time, maybe you go to Silicon Valley and it's got an AI mayor in Silicon Valley. That's, that, that could be interesting. Yeah, I think you, you, we're going to start to see maybe a new type of city. You, yeah. you, will have, you know, maybe we're going to have like a, a Microsoft city and you have a, a Apple city yeah. um, and the government and the rules will be operated by an operating system. Um, I mean, that's, uh, that's, it sounds a bit far fetched, but I believe that there is like a likelihood that this happened, you know, one day. Yeah. Down the road. Or I can see basically when you got a, a fully smart city and a new part of, of a town or a city is going to be a smart city run by, run by AI and the old part of the, of the city hasn't changed. It's still run by real people that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, dystopian in a way, but it could be interesting seeing that. Yeah, and um, I think it's very exciting. Um, it can be a bit scary, but as I said, you know, I think we shouldn't be be afraid of the change uh, because that's the the best the best way to have a negative outcome. Um, I do believe that you know everyone needs to embrace this change one way or another, and. Uh, I, I think, you know, this type of podcast maybe help, you know, people to realize that, okay, you know, yeah. uh, things are about to change. I'd rather be on the good side of the history yeah, uh, rather than being left behind. Um, and you have a lot of content out there, you know, that help people to educate themselves uh, for, you know, for free even. Um, and I believe that it just, it just comes like to, to, you know the the level of curiosity that people have and the willingness to you know self-develop well i, I think every in the past 50 years every 10 years some new come along they change what you like 50 years ago 60 years ago computers would be in a big huge room then when we got smart references they became desires you could have them in 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 your room like a small home computer and then 10 years later from home computer we we then actually then got internet and then from the internet, we then got e-commerce, and then we got a uh, mobile phone with touch with, with touchscreen devices, and that touchscreen allowed us to go in the cloud and allowed us to have have a, a basic version of AI. And suddenly now AI is becoming the next big thing. So, and then in ten years' time, what we saw is AI will be something completely different, but it'll be using AI as backbone. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a good it's a good re reference and analogy, like. Just imagine if someone today cannot use the internet or even like a computer. Yeah. That, that sounds like crazy. Uh, like most people, they need to have access to an email or to, to the internet to help to do their job. Um, so imagine, you know, that, that the same need will happen with AI. Yeah. And imagine you know, what, what it means for you if you actually can't use this, this AI tool. It's, it's going to be very very difficult um, it reminds me of an old scene in one of the starting movies when they go when they go back in time to earth in 1986 so uh, i think it's it's the fourth uh, star trek movie and uh, the engineer scotty is in an engineering office and he's given the computer to work with you put the mouse and going hello computer try and talk to it thinking it's got ai built in but it's not talking he doesn't know how to use it and that's kind of 
Well, you're going to end up with people that are so used to the old way. When you get something new in area base and it's all boy space, they won't know what to do because they're not used to that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's true. And I, I thought that was I thought that was done so well because we because I can think in his time when he was doing things, he can do a job so much faster because with well, yeah, you can tell him do this, do that, do that, tell what to do and give the parameters. Whereas when he's speaking into it and he's an old computer, an old, an old Mac made six, he can't do that. He hasn't got much memories he's used to, like probably one hundred twenty-eight k, maybe. Half a, a half meg, if you're probably half a meg, I'd say the most memory, and he's sitting there talking into it, and it's not not getting no, no response, and he's sitting there going, "What's going on? I don't understand this." <laughs> and, I, and I can yeah. see, uh, I can see right now, like if you go to a child now and ask them basically uh, how to play how to play record or how to use an old dial-up phone, they wouldn't have a clue what to do. Or, or you go. Uh, or you go, what's floppy? Uh, yeah, and they ask you, yes, and do you know what a floppy disk is? They haven't heard of a floppy disk, don't know what it is. And if you ask them to play, play music, to them it's probably MP3 rather than, than a CD. Yeah. And if you go for like, can you know, do, do you watch DVDs? What's a DVD? We watch it on TV, it comes in, it streams in. They're no streaming. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got my niece and nephews, and they all know the word, hey Siri. And they can go and take my, my brother or his wife's phone and go, hey Siri, and ask the questions, do stuff like that there. And I'm thinking, they're that young, they're, they're, they know that. But if I ask them to dial up manually in the phone, probably couldn't do it. It's, it yeah, I... it's strange seeing that, but I mean, it's good in the way that they're, they're embracing it as a, as a future, because I think you have to embrace it. And you can't, you can't keep saying, oh no, it's bad. It has to be embraced. But it's how you embrace it and make sure that you embrace it in the right kind of way and, and not embrace it begrudgingly or embrace it not fully trusting it. you got to trust it at some point. Yeah, and I think uh, that that's really uh, also bringing new questions to education and to what does it mean, you know, for school and university? Um, yeah. Because you need to train, you know, this young workforce um, to... to to either build yeah. AI or use AI, um, and also what does it mean for parents? Like, if uh, if you have kids, like uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, we had uh, one television, and but I was only allowed to watch TV, you know, a yeah. certain time of the day, and I had rules, you know, yeah. and so what going to be the rules for uh, for um, for a for AI, yeah, uh, for education and and for for you know, current like schools, university and 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 parents. That's gonna be uh, yeah, and definitely for, a, a big question. Yeah, and for me with children, AI to me is like Lego. You can build what you want. The world is the world is your oyster. Whatever is there, you can build it. If, whatever you can build, same with Lego. You give a kid a box of Lego, they'll build what they want. And you give the kid uh, the AI basic AI tools. They'll build what they want. And that's the way yeah. you educate. You start them young and say, this is what AI can do. Build something for me. Show them what you can do with it. And then you educate them. If, if they build something and you, and you feel what they built isn't right, you can say, oh, no, no, no. That, that, that can't be done because it breaks certain human ethics or laws. So you educate them on, what, on the good and bad. Well, that's, uh, that's true. I like this uh, Lego analogy. Um, 
I'm going to reuse it if you if you yeah. don't mind. Go ahead, because I mean, when I was a kid, I I grew up in building building things with Lego, and I, I was used to get Lego and, and it's building and build certain things, and they'd be told, oh, you can't build like that because it's it, it's not strong enough and its structure isn't great enough. You'd be told what you, what you're doing is right or what you're doing is wrong. And with AI, you same thing. You you've got this this toolkit. You can build something, and it can be great when you give your child this, this kit and say, "This is what you can. This is the future." Embrace like when I was about ten, I got my nine ten. I got my first home computer, and then my father was telling me computers are going to be the future. And I got my first computer, eight K memory, a Commodore Vic twenty, and it was. And at that time, I felt amazing having that, this color computer and everything else. We're looking back now, it was fairly basic. Back then, when I was nine or ten, I didn't know any better. I thought I was, in, I thought I was, I, I thought I was lucky to have that, and it was amazing. I've got a computer, and unlike ones I've seen on TV or everything else, mine is much smaller than theirs, and not as big as theirs. But then again, what I could do in mine wouldn't be what they could do in theirs. Mine's not as powerful. But nowadays, what I've got in my laptop is more powerful than than what you used to have in a, in a big, big huge old room for computers. So. Kids are going to be given this technology, and as time goes on, this AI capabilities they're given is going to get more and more stronger and, and much easier for them to learn and use. It's like yeah, definitely. I think uh, the you know the, there's there's a lot of advancement in terms of software engineering and yeah. you know for AI, but also you have to look at you know what's the hardware innovation um, that is coming away. So I think there is like two waves of innovation. One, we're going to start to see a lot of yeah. chips that are AI, I mean, they're specialized for AI. Uh, today, we run AI and train AI, you know, mostly on GPUs, which is great for NVIDIA. Yeah. But given the scarcity and the monopoly that, you know, people, um, that the market is facing, I think it's it's uh, it's the interest, you know, for everyone to, to um, to have AI and another alternative in AI chips um, and CPUs that are purely dedicated to either train AI or run AI. Uh, and I think that's going to be the first wave of innovation. We're going to see that in the next coming years. Yeah. Um, so um, the second wave, which will be much longer down the road, I think, is the impact of quantum computing. Yeah. I think we're making some good progress, but you know, it's not like quantum computing will will become mainstream tomorrow. I think uh, there's a long, long road to yeah. to go. Um, but when that happens, it will really change. Uh, I mean, we may have when that happened, we may have a, a, a singularity. Yeah. You know. But I'm I'm thinking that when you're a child right now and and you're you're young. They always say learn a foreign language. I think in future foreign language could be computing code or how to use AI. That's going to be something that I think is going to be important because once they get the ability of doing that, when they're older, they're used to using it, so it won't be an issue. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's I mean, I this is what I teach to my kids. It's uh, you know they speak English and French, yeah, and also I learn that you know I teach them how to code. So. Yeah. Um, you know, AI will be next. Yeah, because when, when I was about 10, 11 years of age, I was coding a, on a base computer. And uh, when I, I was living in time in Egypt, and there was an Irish guy working in Irish company working there, and he'd come across once a month to my house, we'd, we'd have a barbecue, and he'd spend about an hour with me and teach me how to code in basic, which, which was great. And I'm thinking, 
I'm lucky I got that. I, I got that. And then when I got older, I, I could code. I'm not a great coder, but I knew enough to know how it works. And I think if children were given that opportunity when they're that, my age to learn this, by the time they're 18, they know how they know if it's for them or not. And if it, if it is for them, how they can use it properly. And if it's not for them, well, what bits can I use in, in, in my job? Because I know that when I'm working future, technology and AI is going to be part of what I do. But if I can't code that well, if I know how what is code is going to do, that's something. I have no idea. Yeah. So when I'm talking to somebody who knows more than me, I understand what they're saying because I know what they're talking about. But it doesn't mean I can code it, but I know what we're talking about. And I can tell them, well, maybe you can try to try that and give them suggestions. And they would learn, and that's something. Because it's going to be a common language. IT is going to be language of the future. A lot of years ago for me, it was like learning French or Spanish. It's going to be, that's what it's going to be for children. That's a new language yeah. you have to learn. And I, I think as long as children learn that, they're taught that, when they're 18, 19, they're ready for the real world. No, I think you're right. It's a, it's a good point. I, I know I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what's the impact for, for society? I, I think we, we, we have the, the, the risk to see um, maybe a lower class yeah. population growing. Uh, because of this lack of education and, and training on the, these new tools. Um, and then the upper middle class were probably going to be the people that know how to master and use AI. Yeah. And, and maybe the top of the middle class will be the people that design yeah. for AI. And, and the, 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 the wealth distribution in it will not be very well balanced, I believe. A lot of wealth are going to be concentrated on the people that not only build AI, but control AI. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be the, the, the sort of new power shift. Like, think about, think about one thing. Look at the wealth of Elon Musk. Yeah. And, I mean, it, this is, people don't necessarily realize, but Elon Musk build businesses with AI first everywhere. Yeah. Like it's an AI company. People think it's a car company. Not at all. It's a technology company that first and foremost developed AI. Yeah. And develop battery. And uh, yes, car and robot, you know, will will will, uh, will be next. So it's a technology company. SpaceX, um, the way they send rocket in the sky, you know, up and down, it's all autopilot yeah it, it's it's ai driven you know and um, it's not a, a special uh, it's it's not like a, a space company it's a, it's also a technology ai company uh, a tel te uh, communication company with uh, starlink um so this is where uh, you know the value creation we, we can see that today yeah. um take Je jeff bezos the, the the reason why Amazon became so successful is because you can have your whatever order yeah. like the next day Prime, you know, it made yeah. like hugely successful Amazon. How does it work? Well, guess what? That's AI. Yeah. Like AI is actually helping you know to dispatch all the goods closer to the people based on the forecast of you know uh, what they're gonna sell and where. So uh, we can see that you know Microsoft and Amazon and and uh, Tesla, Elon Musk, or NVIDIA, 
they are all AI first company and now they are the top of you know the market. Well, another yeah. good example to me is McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's years ago, you walk in, you go up to a person and they would serve you food. Now you go into McDonald's and you go into a touch screen. And with AI, it's basically taking your order. So McDonald's is a tech company that sells food. Whereas years ago, it was a food company that was different. Now it's a tech company that sells food. You go to Airbnb, it's a tech company that, that, that rents you out rooms. But again, it's using AI because it, it determines with AI what prices to charge certain times of the year. It's all AI-based. Mm. And you see a lot yeah. more of that. And in the future, every company you think of is going to be basically, oh, they're an A company or a tech company that's using AI to provide a service. Where years ago, you wouldn't think they were tech, but they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think, unfortunately, this, this will... This wealth creation and concentration will most likely, or it's my views, and I might be wrong, but I believe that it will increase. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna start to see the first trillionaire. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime soon, like uh, well, in less than ten years, it's very likely that Elon Musk will be above a trillion dollar. Jeff Bezos, you know, might be the same. Well, I think with Musk, it depends on how well he does with X. X is the right now is a problem for him in the moment. If he gets that sorted, then he could be. Honestly, if there's one person on uh, in the world that can afford to lose forty-four billion dollars, yeah. that's Musk. I think. I think the, the the. I mean, it's maybe a sad reality, but uh, I think uh, he can afford to lose Twitter or X. Yeah. Um, um, and maybe this is what will happen. And but we... I, I think that Tesla and SpaceX will be, you know very successful in the future so yeah. but then again, i'm not too worried for 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 Elon, you know yeah if, uh -huh. i mean if x goes what's going to replace it that's the next thing you're going to think well it's like i remember years ago we had a we had things like bebo remember bebo it was like a very oh, before facebook bebo came about and then that didn't that didn't last long and then facebook came along and replaced that and then you got all the technology to come along and suddenly they're replaced so i can just see x is going to be like People would right now ask me, uh, where is Compaq? Compaq merger HP don't exist anymore as such as a company. You get all these old companies from the, from years ago, they were technology, they were world famous, well known. They're all gone now. And you're gonna see you're gonna see the same with X could be gone and then something else is gonna take its place and then that will change as well. And you gotta look back in the from the nineteen seventies, the only two companies that are really three companies that are left from around that era, well four, you see HP, Apple IBM and Microsoft. Well, two of them, two of them were started before the 1970s, which was basically uh, HP and IBM. But Microsoft and Apple started in the 1970s, and they're still going. Everybody else that came with them on the journey has more than gone. Commodore was big for a while. They're now gone. Atari was big. Yeah. They're now gone. And all these companies have now disappeared, and you look into that, and, and, and you think, there is a big four that are left. Same with car companies. How many was there about 20, 30 years ago? Most of them, a lot of them are gone now. You've seen the same technology. Like, X was big on Twitter at one stage. If that goes, it'll be replaced by something else. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we. I, I think the, the only difference is that maybe 20 years ago, we didn't have any tech company as part of the largest company in the world. I mean, think about it. You have Apple that have more, more capital yeah. than, you know, certain... Than, than the GDP of certain countries. Yeah. I mean, it's just the cash reserve and their market cap is above 
the GDP of France. Yeah. Like this, this so, so money-wise, you have companies that have more power than a G20 country. Yeah, but the thing with, this Apple, is, yeah, with Apple is the thing is Apple, until when they invented the, the iPhone, that's what made them what they are today, all gave them all that money. Before that, you're going to have a tech company right now that's going to basically develop technology that we're all going to be using, and then they'll get bigger. And that's what it takes one, one thing to do. Like, they bought out the iPods, and that, that got them, people go, yeah, that's a great product, and the iTunes store, and everything else. Then they bought out the iPhone, then the App Store, and the App Store basically gave us the ability to, to buy apps and put them on our, on our, 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 our phones. Then the body of the iPads, then the Apple Watch. So they're, they're building new things that people want. Or do you, you don't want, but, but they're making you think, well, you don't want to be. They're making you need it in the end. You go, I don't want this. But in the end, you do. Because you, they make you think you need this in your life. And you're going to get somebody else who's going to be doing the technology, they've got products that you don't want, but they make you need it in your life. Mm. And that's where it's so true. Yeah. And I think. Uh, AI will be very good at tricking us, you know, for yeah. making us believe that we need certain things where, you know, clearly we, we, we don't. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we really have to be, I think, stay alert, you yeah. know, and challenge and request transparency from, from, from companies. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, you know, I think the, the, cons the, 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 the customer, the consumer has still some level of power. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, I don't think we have, as a consumer worldwide, I don't think we have been doing a great job so far. No. <laughs> but, but I think we'll uh, have to. Yeah, we'll have to. Because, I mean, right now, for example, AI, you're, you're shopping on Amazon and you buy a product each week. Amazon might suggest to you, buy this product. Now, you don't know if that product is, is, is been say, is been shown to you because it's what you, what you, you need or because it's been promoted by the AI to make you buy it when that might cost you more than what you normally buy. You just don't know. And that's that's where you have to make sure you keep your, you say keep your wits about you, know 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 what's going on. And if you do that, then you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very interesting time. Um, I think for journalists and uh, you know, people in technology like me. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's one thing that is really striking me. I'm not sure if it's because I'm getting a bit older, but I think it's the first time in my career that I find difficult to, you know, keep up with all the news and yeah and worth like I'm spending hours every day to read you know, new research, new study, new... Well, that's... Well, well, to me, right now, I look at it, when I, on my job, I look at... Every time I interview somebody, like yourself or something else, I'm doing research on that, and says, that's my university. When I talk to you, I'm learning new things, things I wouldn't have done before. So every day to me, like yourself, I'm reading up stuff. It's like my, like my university of life. I'm learning all the time, which is good. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely a challenge, uh, you know, to 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 stay informed, um, uh, so we can take informed decision. And that's why you know I believe that you know your podcast and, and bringing this topic here, I think is is quite important because people shouldn't look at this as like oh another tech thing, you know, for geeks and nerds. No, uh, I, I think uh, people need to realize that okay, somehow I need to think how this technology will 
well, technology progress will, will impact my life and, you know, what are the things that I would agree and what are the things that I would disagree. Yeah, because uh, like when I did podcasts, I cover a lot of different topics, but I make sure that when I do them, the top people want to know and understand and educate them more. So the work I go, okay, I understand a little bit better now. I know what AI can do, what it can do. And I know that AI isn't be, isn't just fucked it up inside you like I've seen in Hollywood. It's not going to be like a Terminator or like the movie War Games back in the early eighties, the movie called War Games. And the and in the end, when the when the uh, when the computer realised it couldn't win tic tac toe, it then stopped what it was doing. So we're going to really, it's not all like that. That's uh, that's why if we educate ourselves, we can make sure life doesn't become that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I mean, uh, definitely going to be interesting and I'm, and I'm really excited to see how things will develop. Um, you know, there's some days where I'm getting a little bit worried, but um, I think, you know, it's normal. We have to yeah. accept But for me, what, for me, what's control. worrying to me is like, if a rogue state or, a rogue state or country gets a technology and can use it to cause havoc, it's, it's equivalent to like, to like North Korea saying, we've got a nuclear missile. That can land in America, or or, or some rogue state in in, uh, in Asia, somewhere else, saying oh, we've got the technology to be able to to have a, a nuclear bomb inside of a little watch, and we can, we can detonate it, and it can cause as much damage as Hiroshima. That's what yeah. that's what I'm thinking. That that's one thing with yeah. technology and AI, I I worry about. But I can't do much about it. But if I educate people about what to look out for, and let them know that AI isn't always that bad. And as long as we use it properly and responsibly, it's like alcohol. If you use responsibly, alcohol is not going not to cause much damage. But mm. if it's used badly, it can cause damage. And you got to yeah. make sure that it's used in a proper and safe way. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's for sure. I mean, I definitely share the same concern as you. Um, yeah. It's like small nation or even like larger nation deciding to use AI, you know. Uh, that could threat. I mean, that could be a threat or a threat in our life or a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I I believe that from all the dystopian scenario, this one is the most likely. Yeah. Um, um, so we definitely need to stay vigilant and also remember our government, respective government, that um, you know we need a strong response. Yeah. Uh, how to control and manage AI. Um, and make sure that AI, you know, does that for the greater, greater good. Um, I think, you know, we, we can see what's the, the drama, you know, with OpenAI. Uh, OpenAI that was a non-profit organization and that became somehow at least half of it a for-profit organization. We can see the shift, you know, they, they were supposed to be open source and, and open. I mean, they called then OpenAI because it was supposed to be transparent. Yeah. And, open source and now you know it's the complete opposite of that um so you know i think we really need to to ask ourselves like you know are we giving too much power to microsoft and and open ai you know using all these tools can we maybe use you know uh, alternative or that are open source i, I think uh, that's a consumer's choice and uh, i i believe that you know, people need to decide and understand, you know, what are the implications of using ChatGPT every day? Well, you know, you just give more power to a, a, an organization that, you know, have uh, a for-profit objective. Yeah. Uh, 
while operating officially under a non-profit well, uh, I think there's a, there's a there's a bit of a hypocrisy you know yeah. behind uh, behind behind the opening eyes so well to me example I always think of if Anne Frank was live today her diary would be Facebook so people are getting to end with AI if you use AI every day you're telling AI everything about your whole life and do you want to do you want to know everything about you like does Anne Frank want the whole world to know everything about like what I had for breakfast, when I woke up, well, what I did today? No. You gotta have a time when you think I want some me time. And with AI, you gotta make sure that you arrange it that AI is only only involved when you allow it to be involved. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and uh, well historically I haven't been a big big fan of Facebook and Meta, but I must admit that the work that they've done with the AI research lab and since uh, yeah, I mean, Yann Lequin, you know, joined, joined Facebook. I think they've done really interesting work yeah. in a way that they they are more transparent than any other uh, tech company in the AI space. Yeah. And I don't think this is really widely recognized yet because there's no financial incentive, you know, to say that. Yeah. But uh, um, the, the, the AI that they've developed is open source. It's not perfect because we don't have um, a full transparency on how they train the AI, yeah. you know, data sets. Uh, and uh, I think uh, they, they still have some room for improvement, you know, for Meta, you know, to be more transparent. Um, but that's the only private organization that actually, you know, yeah. uh, full transparency yeah. and consistency because, um, you know, they, they initiated this program like now 10 years ago. Well, that's, um, just, yeah, and, it's a start. I mean, yeah. in 20 years' time, we'll look back at what they're doing and, and we'll know mo more about the transparency and data they used, which is great. But it's already days yet. So you've got to give them a chance to develop it. And you can't just say, oh, we don't know what they're doing. Well, we don't know because it, we don't know fully what AI can do yet. We're still learning how to use it and harness it. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I'll say thanks for a great conversation, Chris, and uh, have a great day. And hopefully in the future, AI will be your best friend and another enemy. Yeah, well, if it's your enemy, run and just call me. Okay? Yeah, I'll, thanks. I'll something about it. Thanks, thanks. Take thanks care. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish tech news. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish tech news dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish tech news.